welcome into episode 87 of the Get Around Podcast. You probably thought we weren't coming back, but here we are, episode 87. All three of us in the office for the first time since like April. In like a month. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been longer than a month at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today's the 22nd. Hold on. Today's the 22nd of July, right? I left on the 21st, so it's been just over a month. We did have one pint night where all three of us were together. Yeah. For That's bit. true. For, for a small amount of time, but... Yeah, it hasn't actually been since April, but it has been a long time. I mean, yeah, I took, I took a hiatus, you took a hiatus, he's about to take a hiatus. Yeah, it's, so we'll just throw this out there. Don't expect this to continue next week. <laughs> it may, but uh, yeah, James, James will be out of the office next week, going to see some family, just like I did for the last Spend month some time ago. on the beach, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then just like you did this past if week. If there is any beach. <laughs> I've heard there's like not much down there. Because the water's too yeah. high? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much water, dune grass. But at the, at the very least, we've got enough good content to supply you with one episode of the Get Around to span the bridge of these summer months. Well, it's the summer months are, man, dwindling fast, especially when you come to the point of high school sports starting. Yeah. I mean, we, we got another, a new high school athlete on today, which I'm sure Brett will mention here in a second, but... Everybody's already getting in the weight room. Everybody's starting to get together for activities. And as we know, this goes faster and faster every year. Yeah, it, uh, it, it pretty much feels like summer's already over, even though I, I realize by the calendar we have about a month, a, a bit of time yet. Uh, and, I mean, obviously we'll still have some pretty warm September days, I would oh, imagine, yeah. but still. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not so much talking about the weather. I'm talking about the, the lulling activity. On well, the school front. And high school football season starts about a week later this year than yeah. it did last year. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot to it's do before then. late in August this year. Yeah, but then, you know, that means we're going to be playing more games in the snow, right? Well, that's... Uh, probably. Uh, probably. Yeah, Maybe. But by that time, they're, they're being played in places that have press boxes. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) There's another big question. Depends which schools you're covering. But we're we're already talking about, we're we're sitting here talking about what's coming up. This podcast is about what has already happened, right? Well, is happening or has happened. Yes, I suppose so. About to happen. Or about Mm -hmm. to happen. Okay. But yeah, we've got, we're going to round up virtually all of our. Uh, athletes who were named player of the year in their respective sports. You've got golf, boys and girls track and field, girls soccer, baseball, softball, and girls tennis. We've got those awards. If you've had your eye on the Record Eagle uh, uh, every weekend, we've been releasing one or two of those teams. Saturdays and Sundays are all region specials, if you will. And uh, so we just want to make mention of you know who was name players of the year, and then uh, we also will announce ahead of schedule our male athlete of the year and female athlete of the year. So that's taking into account the entire 2018-19 high school athletic calendar. Um, Those are set to run this weekend, so keep an eye out for those. And then we will also announce our school of the year before we get too close to people not being sure which year we're referencing. Uh, <clears throat> well, basically before all the people who made that school of the year, the school of the year, leave and go off to college. That's right. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of young well, of young, young athletes who helped uh, 
helped all that happen. I, too. I don't want to spoil it, so we can't talk any more about it until we get there. But then we've also got a great sit down uh, with Peyton Smith, and uh, you may or may not be familiar with the name at this point, uh, but Peyton transferred to Traverse City Central, uh, I guess just within the last couple of weeks, uh, from Ithaca against any wishes of someone on the of anyone on the Traverse City Central coaching staff. You, you're not just going to give anybody the job, but um, sure feels like uh, Peyton is in line to take over from the graduated Tobin Schwanke and become Traverse City Central starting quarterback this fall. Obviously, a ton. Uh, and, and to be point guard and to be decided, and, yeah, and, and middle infielder and pitcher, and, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, a lot to be decided and to happen between now and uh, any of that. Uh, but Peyton was kind enough to join us in the studio. None of us had ever met him before, uh, so that was sort of a bit of a, a unique circumstance uh, for our get around interview. You know, generally or always. We've always known the guest that's coming in, maybe with the exception of our non-athletic guests, which who remembers those podcasts anyways? Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, Peyton Smith, uh, when it was announced he was transferring, uh, seemed to have the attention of quite a lot of people. So uh, we wanted to make sure the needs of our Audible viewers were being met, and uh, hopefully you enjoy that conversation. Uh, I sure did, uh, having it with him here in studio and... Uh, you know, it seems like a really smart kid. I haven't seen him play yet, but he put up some big numbers at Ithaca last year. And yeah, and playing at Ithaca in the first place, if you can get if you can get up to that point, and, yeah. You know, I mean, if you know Ithaca, you yeah. probably know it because of uh, football. Yeah, because of the, the success that they've had over the last decade. See that nice stadium driving along the highway. Yeah, going south towards one twenty seven. You know where you're at. But uh, right so, after the windmills, or is it right before the windmills? It's right before the windmills. When you're coming south to north. I think you're north right. South, yeah. So, yeah, we've got the sit-down with him, and, and that'll virtually wrap up the show. We, uh, it's a... Hall of Fameless, and... I mean, are we going to have a trifecta? Nah. We could just tell everybody what our favorite part about the summer was. Okay. We'll, we'll say what our highlight was uh, since our last podcast. Yeah. Hey. All right. That's what we'll do. And we've got, like... 12 minutes to do all that so <laughs> without further ado on this names. 87th episode of the get around podcast uh, our first player of the year that was released now this is going back probably a month or so already uh, but brendan Goyne uh from gaylord he was our golfer male golfer of the year i mean he pretty much just led in consistency over everybody else in the region and um he, ha- he has throughout know, his high school career yeah won a number of tournaments he was by far, you know, in terms of average and everything, the the best golfer in the Big North Conference. A three three time third, champion. Third, yeah, third time that he's led the league in scoring. Um, so he was. Uh, you know, we had some we had some other names up there. Yeah, really, the only other person I can think of that could even challenge him for that would have been Will Newbold. Will Newbold yeah, from Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In girls soccer, uh, we selected Boyne City's Jordan Noble. Uh, sophomore, one of many sophomores on a loaded Ramblers team that appears poised to be state title worthy for a couple of more years. Uh, but jo- Jordan scored, f- I believe, 43 goals. Like 26 assists. And had 26 assists but we, we do on have the to season. Mention her twin sister was like yeah, not literally far, not a couple far behind hairs her. behind that. Um, 
Yeah, they they had three players who combined for a hundred goals on the season. They reached the state semifinals, uh, and that's a program that had never even won a district before. So big kudos to them. And uh, you know, even sometimes when it comes down to looking at uh, different candidates for who we're going to name as player of the year, you know, you you maybe get the athlete who you know is really good, but also perhaps numbers were a little inflated because uh, depending on competition compared to, say, another really good player at a much larger school that perhaps played a, a much more difficult schedule. But Boyne City played a really difficult schedule. And, I mean... The Nobles are no joke. The aside, Basically, aside from not playing Traverse City West, there was directly... Aside from not playing Traverse City West directly, there was a link or a common opponent somewhere to compare Boyne City to almost every other school in the region. And when you took that into account, the numbers that Jordan Noble put up in addition to that schedule is pretty mind-blowing and actually made her an unequivocal choice, more or less. I mean, you don't, you don't see numbers like that in general um, in, uh, in a single soccer season very often no matter what division you're in. Yeah, if you take the two points for a goal, one point for assist thing, it was like 112 yeah, I, points I on the year. I think it was 118 year. is what I remember reading. Yeah, yeah, 118 like, points that she scored on the year. Like, that is ridiculous. What? Jake, you did much of the legwork for the girls' all-region tennis team, and uh, at least in the number of years that I've been here, I think this is the first time that we had a doubles tandem take the title. And so we had players of the year uh, because... Uh, most consistent. I believe they only lost. I think it was. I think it was they 20. being who? Amari uh, Mast and uh, Reagan O'Connor from Traverse City Central. Um, they were the one doubles flight for the Traverse City Central Trojans. Uh, they went twenty-seven and six on the year. Were very consistent. Amari got uh, eclipsed one hundred wins this season. Um, a lot of which have been with Reagan. I mean, Reagan is still an underclassman, uh, so she'll be back probably getting with a new doubles partner next year. Uh, but Amari will be moving on. But. Um, yeah, it, it was, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure that it was so much as a down year, but um, we didn't have anybody in singles make a deep run into the state tournament or really move very far into it at all. Um, only a couple qualifiers this year, and they qualified for states. They won a couple matches, and uh, they, they, they impressed the most this year. In girls track and field, uh, we have, well, in track and field in general for boys and girls, we do a track athlete and a field athlete of the year, so we've got... Two girls, two boys. Uh, we'll start with the girls. And we had Josie Bailing from Boyne City as our female track athlete of the year and East Jordan's Maggie Stevenson as the girls' field athlete of the year. What stood, about, what stood out about those two, Jake? It was actually really tough to choose who was going to be you know, athlete of the year in both of those respects because the, the runners and the field athletes up here are neck and neck, um, except these two separated themselves by just enough to, to make it that, that were the ones. I mean, Maggie Stevenson uh, won every uh, every single shot put event that she play, that she participated in this year, except for one, um, and she broke her season best. It wasn't. The, it, it was the right one to finish second in, yes, though, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. But she but she uh, broke her season best and tossed the best by over four feet in the shot put in the state finals uh, to to win that. And then uh, Josie Beeling, uh, she ran the fastest time in every event that she. Uh, Fastest time in every event that she participated in um, in the area. And once again, speedster. All state speedster. 
it was it was pretty tough to make that decision on the track side because there was so many quality uh, quality girls, especially girls who were breaking records and stuff this year. But if we were talking about across all events and uh, the domination that she had, that was the thing about these two girls was they didn't they didn't lose very much at all this season. If they did, they had a runner up finish, um, and they both closed out the season very very strongly. Pretty good spring by Boyne City, man. Yeah, that was a really good spring. Beeling yeah. was also on the softball team. Yeah, on the softball dream team. Yep, as and, well. I mean, we even talk about just their baseball team. Every everything went well for them this uh, this spring. Then on the boys' side, we had Gaylord's Demetrius Miller as the boys' field athlete of the year, and Traverse City West's Tony Gallegos as the track athlete of the year. So, uh, if I remember co- correctly, uh, while he's good in both, Demetrius excels in the discus. Yes. And then uh, Tony, uh, another sprinter uh, for the Titans. What uh, what stood out about those two? Well, uh, Tony cut a lot of time off his time this year, had improved a lot after kind of taking that number one spot after Eric Labonte uh, departed from there last year. Uh, I remember I saw him at the, uh, the rec- uh, John Lober Record Eagle honor roll meet, and uh, with basically everybody else that I was considering um, as one of the track athletes of the year, and, and he, he beat them all. And we went o- I went over the stats and went through, and he was a very, very consistent runner. He shaved time off the entire time down um, and has kind of led that TC sprinting core, which, you know, he took over for that, and they, they've still done well. He helped break records in the 4x100 for them and, uh, that, you know, led them. He's still only a sophomore, so he's a, he's a young kid, and I'm sure there's still uh, a lot of room for improvement. And then like I didn't said, realize he was that young. Yeah, and then uh, he's, I, think, I think he ran on 11, 11 point, 11.11. Or eleven, uh, I think it was eleven point one one was his best season on the year, or best time on the year, which was the best in the area. And I mean, the only thing that's crazy about that is Levante won what was it ten seven three at the state finals last year, almost point four seconds faster. But he still so that that was Eric's senior year. So Tony mm-hmm. still has a lot of time to move upwards. And like you said about Demetrius Miller, man, his discus was above and beyond literally anybody else in the area. Um, we didn't have anybody who. Um, particularly stood out in the in the pole vault or anything like we did last year with a couple state champions and everything like that. So I think it was pretty easy to actually give Demetrius uh, that field athlete of the year. Yeah, and Tony really stood out in that big North Conference too. I mean, I think he led West to four uh, titles in all four events that he ran in the Big North Finals in the 100, 200, and I think the 400 and 800 relays mm-hmm. that he was all a part of. He was so fast that day that I couldn't interview him before he left. <laughs> uh, I just talked to him over the phone. Moving to baseball... Uh, had to go a little south to uh, find our baseball player of the year in Brethren's Jake Riggs. And uh, he was a dream teamer last year, so you know his name being among the best area baseball players was no surprise. Uh, and even some of the numbers that he put up this year maybe weren't a surprise, but he virtually led every statistical category for hitters and pitchers of everybody. I yeah. mean, he was it was he was 15 and 1 on the mound with a .6 ERA. He hit almost 700 with 10 homers and what, almost 70 RBIs, I think. I mean, just absurd numbers. I mean, if you totaled all his extra base hits together, it was far and away more than anyone um I mean, really, the only category that he wasn't close to the top uh, was stolen bases, but uh, when you consider everything else that Riggs did for the Bobcats this year, um, 
I mean, it's one of the more impressive seasons that I've ever seen. It's hard to steal, steal second when you're only hitting doubles, triples, and homers. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair point. That is a fair point. It, yeah, it's safe to say that the, uh, the old slugging number was off the charts. I don't know. If you ask me, I think that, yeah, he, he was probably the, the person in his respective sport that it was – I mean, even with the, the stats that Jordan put up, I think it was probably easiest for us to see from a certain point that Jake was going to be our player of the year. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of became undeni- undeniable at, at a point. And, I th- you know, I think Brethren, I think they won four games in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's not like... I just remember that doubleheader that we talked about on this podcast where he would go eight for nine with... Two home runs, four doubles, a triple, and seven knocks. And threw a no-hitter. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. Um, it's like the baseball player of the year was rigged from the beginning. Uh, uh, James Bad Pun of the Day brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freak Yeah. God, that was seamless. It was. It was good. I'm getting good at this, guys. The rust is wearing off. I mean, nobody's going to believe that it was a month since our last show. And then I'm going to toss it over to James uh, for softball. We had Traverse City Central, uh, formerly of Traverse City St. Francis, before transfer, Heidi Walters. Yeah, once I started looking at the statistics and I got Central's stats, uh, it, it was pretty much a gimme that Heidi Walters had to be the player of the year. Uh, I mean, I, I, we all knew that she had a really good season, but we hadn't seen what their total statistics were for the whole season. And... I mean, 14 home runs, 71 RBIs, doing that at the Division One level. That's just, I mean, both of those led all of our athletes. The home runs was tied with, with Natalie Bigley. But uh, just doing that at the Division One level, too, is just, just amazing. And, and, and her other numbers were pretty stellar, too. I mean, hitting around 450, you know, high slugging percentage, high on base percentage, IOPS had a lot of other extra base hits and stuff too, and and a surprising amount of steals for a catcher, twenty some steals, and as as well as also being a good defensive catcher. And while those names may ring a bell, uh, if you uh, you know were paying attention throughout the season, or you've already seen those all region teams released over the last several weeks uh, in the Record Eagle, the uh, the next three are fresh announcements uh, ahead of their release. Uh, although probably not surprising either. Uh, and, uh, James, I'll have you begin with uh, the female athlete of the year. Again, this takes into account all three sports seasons and uh, the cumulative package, if you will, of, of what these athletes put together. Yeah, so I guess you don't have to be a three-sport athlete to, to be the male or female athlete of the year, but it it certainly doesn't doesn't hamper your chances oh, if yeah. you're uh, really good in three sports. Yeah, if you if you perform well in three sports, that's a lot of times that there's eyes on you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. You, I mean, you you have a lot more time to make an impression. I promise. Yeah, and you're consistently in our mind, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just constantly being reminded of those people. So, one of those ones that was very very consistently out there in the in the paper a lot for for girls sports was uh, Kingsley's Brittany Bowman. Uh, stand out in the spring in track, uh, you know, great hurdler, long jump, relays. Uh, she even did some, you know, sprinting for them when they needed. Pretty it. much any event you could throw her in. Yeah, I mean, she probably would have been good at high jump too, even though she's only five two. I seriously wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> if, I wouldn't be surprised if Brittany Bowman could throw a shot put really well. 
even at her size. Like with the power that I know she has in her legs of jump, I I wouldn't be surprised. But JC King can do it. Yeah. Stacey King's a bit a bit taller, a bit a, yeah. a bit bigger than her, but still, I I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, Brittany Bowman could literally probably try about just about anything on the track. Mm-hmm. And then in, in basketball, obviously, we know. I mean, since a, since her freshman year in basketball, she's been somebody who started right away for Kingsley as a freshman, and has started since then taking them to a Final Four, and you know, it's just I think next year as a senior for her in basketball, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, might be the season where she gets unleashed the most. I mean, she's already averaged. She, she averaged, I think, what was it, 22 or 23 points a game this past season for Kingsley on the basketball court? Yeah. Was it that high? I'm, I don't I don't know. I didn't think it was that high. But I thought it was up there. I thought They, it was, they I, spread things around pretty much a, a lot, which, you know. Yeah, I thought it was up there. But we know that she could. I mean, if, if they wanted to just give her the ball and let her do her thing, I mean, she could easily score 20, 25 a night, any night. Well, I've seen her drop 30, so yeah. easy. Couple yeah. times, yeah. But they just spread the ball out so much. But then you go. Uh, a lot of their players don't get great stats. Yeah. But then you go all the way back to the fall season too. Yeah, volleyball. Yeah, she's not quite five foot four, and plays outside hitter for a team that won regionals for the first time ever in volleyball. Beat Cadillac for the first time ever this she, season. And she played outside hitter with. Two extremely tall. I think you should. Even though, even though I'm pretty sure it made your story, James. I think you should share that little tidbit about uh, the the back and forth between Ron Stremlow and Dave Hall. Yeah, that will be in the story. But uh, yeah, Dave Hall um, had coached Brittany in basketball in seventh grade. Ironically, so he knew who she was and knew she was coming up. And he coaches volleyball, obviously, for the at the uh, varsity level for Kingsley, and then. Ron Stremlow, the Forest Area volleyball coach, had seen Brittany play in some travel volleyball tournaments, and he talked to Dave Hall and said, uh, you know, you're probably going to have to give her a shot to play outside hitter for you. And Dave Hall said, what? She's only 5'2". Absolutely no chance. (laughs) (laughs) And then then she came to a couple of open gyms, and then he said, we may have to play here at outside hitter. (laughs) So that, uh, yeah, that, that tells you about all, uh, all you need to know right there. Yeah, no, I mean, Brittany, Brittany's impressed three seasons. Uh, it, it, it wasn't a no-brainer uh, that she was going to be our female athlete of the year, but, man, deserving. She was on the short list. Very, very deserving. Yeah, she was on the short list for a long time, but very, very deserving, if you ask me. And on the, the male athlete of the year, and while Brittany Bowman will be back for one more season as a senior next year, this athlete will depart for the college ranks, uh, and at least as of now, plans on being a two-sport athlete at the college level, which is kind of mind-boggling. Uh, but who do we have there, James? Uh, Traverse City Central's Tobin Schwanicki, who will probably come up during the interview a little bit, being that his uh, successor. Yeah, kind of his a- possible <laughs> successor. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves now. It's a competition. Yes. Quite possible. Quite possibly. In multiple sports. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Tobin Schwanicki had just a great season with uh, Traverse City Central Football. You covered them more than I did in football. Mm -hmm. But whenever I saw Central Football play, I mean, he he stood out just as an athlete on the field and and somebody who could just take that team down the field. Um, And then then in basketball, we've all seen Central – 
and what and what he can do in the basketball field and the stories of what he did. The when basketball he was field, yes. the bas- yeah. basketball court, yes. Uh, but we and we've all heard the stories about what he did when he was injured. Yeah, the I, lat- I wish I wish seasons. I would have seen that game against Marquette in the playoffs. Yeah, and the year before that too, he had a, a game where he had hurt his he'd broken his thumb uh, about a month before that and played a game basically at the end of the season in a cast and did everything left-handed and still had like 20 and 10. And what he yeah, he scored 42 in a playoff overtime loss to Marquette that he had a torn labrum on his shooting shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. And then he turned around Give and Give me a break. <laughs> ran went and ran some track too for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. So he went three sports again this year, but different than normal. Did did they have any type of good finish with him in the relays? Um, he won quite a bit, quite a few. Uh, he didn't finish the season on the track team because he had to have the surgery on that torn labrum, so he had to kind of leave the team before regionals and and that kind of thing. But uh, you know, he he had quite a few wins there in the in the relays and some pretty good finishes in the sprints. Yeah, and I mean, especially considering. He was a four-year varsity player in basketball, a three-year varsity starter in football, and even though he, you know, usually was playing AAU or whatever in the spring, how competitive he showed he could be on the track this year. I mean, there haven't been quite as uh, there haven't been many uh, as dominating athletes uh, in recent years the way the way he has. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going to miss Alpina. Because both of those injuries mm. were against Alpina in in basketball, um, so not going to miss that at Grand Valley. And then our school of the year, Kingsley. Wow, you just dropped that bomb. I did. Easy. I didn't want to. I didn't want to beat around the bush at all there. But um, yeah, just when you go through every sport from fall through the spring. There's there's one that I can think of that was was underperforming. But virtually, let's yeah. let's phrase it a little differently. Now let's look at everybody let's, else's. Nearly without exception, Kingsley's teams were champion of one sort or another. You know, conference champs, district champs, conference champs, district champs, first ever. I mean, yeah. and then when you look at their teams <laughs> that didn't win conference, they were second place by a game. Yep. Girls basketball second place by a game. Football eight and one. They won a district title, but we're still behind St. Francis, who went undefeated in the regular season. They had two coaches of the year as far as our all region teams go. Yeah, and Tim Wuer for football and Ron Hessem for boys track and field. I thought they had one more too. And yeah, baseball. They won their, their first conference or first uh yep. conference championship in fourteen years. Yeah. Um yep. fourth in school yep. history. Bruce Graves. Um, their, their girls soccer team this spring won their first Northwest Conference championship ever. I know boys track won the Northwest Conference. Mm-hmm. Girls track won the Northwest Conference. Uh, I mean, Kingsley legitimately put a winning product on every surface they performed. Yep. And, you know, they had Bowman become our female athlete of the year. Um, I, fr- I counted them up. I, I can't remember what the number was, but... Just the number alone of Kingsley Dream Teamers that we had was very high. They had they had a lot of all state players over the mm-hmm. course of the year as well. It, it was nothing to scoff at. No, I don't was, know the exact number because you were getting those together, but I know it was up there. It was a heck of a run for the Stags this year. So 
Congratulations to all our players of the year, uh, our male and female athletes of the year, Tobin Schwanke and Brittany Bowman, and our school of the year, Kingsley. Again, you can find stories on Tobin, Brittany, and the Stags. This weekend or the next. Yes. Coming up over the next two weekends. Yes. Uh, And and read a little more in depth about what went into the success of each and um, how you can become the very next Record (laughs) Eagle Athlete of the Year. Those Athletes of the Year brought to you by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. And now I would like to introduce uh, our guest on this week's episode of the Get Around, Peyton Smith, uh, who the Traverse City Central quarterback who has transferred in from Ithaca. Uh, we're not presuming anything on this show, but he. I'll just he say has a different I'll set just of say, ideas. I'll just well, say there's some writing on the wall. It, it, and, it would appear. Yeah, once you listen to this interview, you, you'll you'll I think you'll get the gist of what his uh, his mindset is coming in here to Traverse City Central. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, it was great to meet Peyton. Great to kind of learn about how he thinks about things and what he's looking to accomplish in his senior year with the Trojans, both athletically and academically. And uh, let's go ahead and give that a listen now. I'm thrilled to welcome in a new guest to the Get Around Podcast Studios for this, the 87th episode. And uh, as we've already talked about first episode in about a month uh but we are welcoming in peyton smith to the get around podcast studio peyton uh, is transferring in as a senior this year to traverse city central Uh, he played football at ithaca last year and uh, his family moved uh, on to old mission peninsula and uh, so it's for his last last prep go round uh he's gonna have a new team new coaches kind of new everything and uh we wanted to take the opportunity to get to know him a little bit. So, Peyton, thank you so so much for joining us, for coming in. No How you doing? I'm doing great. Just got done with uh, – we had a lift this morning, so I'm feeling pretty fresh. Nice and warmed up. Went to the beach, you know, got to get the beach in. So you're doing uh, Traverse City, right, for the summertime? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Can't yeah. go wrong with Jim Beach. No. <laughs> well, and especially, especially in your aspect, but – I mean, so that means you're, you've already got to meet some of your new football teammates. Yeah. Uh, already kind of got to gel through there. Obviously, you haven't been on the field with anybody yet. Uh, but I mean, just just in the first couple weeks that you've been here, you're already into the sports scene. How, how does that how does that help your transition getting up into Traverse City? Well, meeting the team definitely helped because right off the bat, I had like a lot of friends. I mean, they welcomed me. They did a great job with that, especially the coaches. Like the coaches told me like all about how they're going to do so much for me and care for me, which is just what I'm looking for in coaches, and coach me up and just make me better. Uh, teammates are awesome. I mean, literally right when I got there, I was already greeted by pretty much everybody. And even, like, I knew all, like, the skill positions first. And when I got when I got to uh, Eagle, we went to Eagle Village last week, and we got to camp, and I met all the linemen, and right away they were even, they were even cool with me too, so. It's been it's been a good welcome, that's for sure. So I want to I want to back it up just a little bit uh, to the point. I mean, when you spent your junior season uh, at Ithaca, you came in for the injured starter. You started five games, put up some really great numbers. Was it? But at what point, either during the season or after, or you know what? When did you know you were 
your family was going to end up moving. I mean, was it something you had a little forethought to, or did it sort of just come together here lately? I mean, we've been coming up to Traverse City for, like, vacations and stuff for about, like, seven years, so we already knew it was super nice up here. It's a super nice area, and, like, it's kind of always been in our minds that maybe, like, especially my parents, that they'd want to, like, move up here. And uh, pretty much this summer, we just thought about it, and we're just like, I mean, why not move up here? It's super nice. Like, we know people. We have support with it, and, like, so we just kind of sent it, you know? So when you realized that that was maybe going to happen, I mean, were these practices you were talking about or the, the lifts, I mean, is that the first interactions with these new teammates, or were you already reaching out, you know, like on social media and trying to get a feel for some of these guys ahead of, you know, meeting them in person for the first time? Yeah, so uh, when a bunch of the players figured out that I was coming in, they, they hit me up on Instagram and got me in, like, a group chat, so I got to know a lot of the kids, not face-to-face, but, like, through social media. And then the next day, so we moved out the next day, we had a 7-on-7 at GVSU. So pretty much when I got there, I just, like, kind of put face and names, names of face, and uh, interacted a lot, and we spent, like, the whole day together, so it was perfect. So maybe there weren't any nerves in terms of the, the the move, you know, before you started talking to those guys. But if there were any, I mean, how quickly did that all go away because of the reception that you talked about and how welcoming everybody was? Yeah, so I I was a little nervous. I mean, I met the coaches first, and they, like, got rid of a lot of it, telling me how, like, the kids are good and stuff, and I'll get along with them. But then, like, on the car ride up probably, or car ride down to GVSU, that was probably when all of it went away, just because I was like kicking, like kicking it off. So like, so many of the kids, and like we were having a lot of fun. So like after that, I was just like, all right, let's just go ball out, and uh, we'll definitely become friends. That's for sure. So which coaches did you sit down with or, or talk to first? I imagine Coach Eric Sugars was one of them. Yeah, I first met Coach Sugars, and then he was there with uh, Coach Mike Glee. Um, then I think, yeah, and then Coach Odette came in after and talked to me. So those are the first coaches I met. And then I, I met uh, Doug Lee when I got to my first lift. Yeah, so all the offensive coaches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, how, how different is uh, the, the playbook here? I mean, you guys, uh, ran a, you guys ran a spread offense in, in Ithaca. Yeah. Is it much different here? Uh, it's a little different, like, with the aspect of back at Ithaca, we didn't run a lot of, like, uh, read. We ran a little bit of power. Like especially the like the passing game is pretty similar, the run game at uh, Central is just a little different just because we, we're running a lot more read, a lot more power, and uh, a lot more jets, and uh, that's pretty much it. And uh, it's a no huddle like signals, so I'm trying to pick that up right now, getting all the signals down just so I can you know get the offense cooking. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, how excited was the coaching staff? Um, to, to be having somebody like you come in, I mean, I, I know, like, like we said, we put you put up some pretty good stats. You only played five games as a starter last year, but still some pretty good numbers. Um, 1,200 yards passing, 16 touchdowns, 545 on the ground, and another six. Yeah, so I'll just throw that th- th- out this, there. Is, this is a half of a, <laughs> half of a season that we're talking about. Um, I mean, how excited were the coaches when you first sat down with them? Did you, did you, do you think that had to help with the welcome a little bit? Or? Yeah, definitely. They, right away, they told me how excited they, they were to have me there. I mean, it made me a little excited too, just like how the way they're acting, the way they're talking about like what's coming up next and stuff. And it just, it definitely made me feel welcomed. That said, 
Coach Sugars told uh, James when he when he did the story about your transfer, you know, there is still going to be some competition there. I mean, have you seen any of that or any of those uh, competitive juices start flowing yet between a few of those other guys, uh, Mitch uh, Stocknick, Ryan Royston, and Josh Burnham? Have you quarterback room been pretty yeah. uh, competitive I mean, so far? Yeah. With all this competing, we're just using it to, uh, I mean, make each other better. I mean, that's all it's done so far. And uh, it's been a good competition. We've all gotten, like, the same amount of reps, and we're all just putting up, putting up numbers so far in the off season. So, I mean, the way we're competing, we're all just getting better right now, which now, is perfect. <clears throat> now, there, there is a lot of similarities between Ithaca and Traverse City Central as football programs. Um, we having to do with the offense, having to do with a, a longtime head coach who, who's don't know what they're doing, and even as much as playing in a big stadium. You know, with the stadium you guys had down at Ithaca and now coming up here, you're going to be playing Thurlby Field with that can seat 10,000 people. Um, I mean, if we get into I'm sure you're familiar with the Patriot game and everything. Yes, I mean, it's one of the biggest attended high school football games in the state every year. How much have are you going to be able to pull from the stage that you were on in Ithaca and bring it up uh, to Traverse City? Because I know you, you, you've, been in the, you've been at Ford Field. You've been, you've been around the block a couple times. How are you going to kind of take what you learned there and transfer it all the way up to Traverse City? I mean, Traverse City is definitely a bigger stage. But just the energy, I mean, there's a lot of energy around football. Like, it was buzzing through the community back at Ithaca. I think I can just take all that energy that I've, like, experienced over the years of football in that community and just bring it up to Traverse City and just kind of let it flow, you know, like, just take it all in and just ball out, I guess. How nice is that stadium in Ithaca? I mean, from <laughs> it's, it's when every time nice. I drive by, yeah, on the road, highway, it looks, it looks good. <laughs> pretty sweet. I was so, my grandpa was like, the mastermind, I guess, behind it, building it. So, like, when we were building it, I was helping them out, like, helping the construction people and stuff. So, like, I was I was there for, like, the whole building. How old were you then? How, how old is that stadium? Uh, let's see. I was probably sixth grade, maybe. I think sixth grade. Okay. So, so six, seven years? Fifth grade and sixth yeah. grade, so, yeah. So seven, about six years old. Yeah. Very nice stadium, but still, Therapy's bigger. Yeah, Thurby's bigger and uh, yeah, seats more. Lot, lot well, maybe a lot older. The bones, at least. Yeah, yeah but uh, <laughs> I mean, there's still got to be a lot of excitement. Um, I, we we kind of didn't mention it right off top, but him, him, he played. We never we, we brought it up now, but what is it like, um, especially as a quarterback, um, when it kind of seems like all eyes are on you to begin with, but being the guy who's the new guy transferring up and then having all the eyes, is there extra added pressure? Is there extra? Um, clout that goes around all of it all uh yeah there's definitely extra pressure and extra clout i'm already like there's already people talking about me and i'm just honestly i'm just using that as motivation because when i come up here and people are talking about me i'm just gonna use that to you know fuel me fuel my motivation and take it and put it like put it throughout my teammates with my team because you know that's when it's football games the team so i mean i'm just Try not to really focus on the fact that my name is buzzing around or whatever you want to say, but, like, just the fact that I'm ready to win some games with my team, and that's just all there is to it, you know? But So safe to say that you like that there's expectations now that people know you're coming because, you know, three-year starter Tobin Schwanke, everybody knew he was graduating, going to be gone, and, you know, I think that before news of your transfer came in, you know, that ultimately creates a lot of question marks. You know, I mentioned those other three guys that are going to be fighting for the spot. You know, 
who who's going to start who's going to who's going to come in now that your name is in that bunch you you like the expectation that it's creating already yeah definitely i definitely do like that expectation just cuz i know that i mean i'm just going to put in put in the work and i mean try to fulfill like all the expectation expectations or whatever i'm going to try to do even better than what's expected because that's just how i was raised and how like i just like to do things you know Mm-hmm. Is it is it a little different dynamic coming here because of the the St. Francis part of it? Because uh, you know it's not uncommon for St. Francis and Ithaca to play each other in like the semifinals or so. Um, so people are familiar with the Ithaca program and know how good Ithaca usually is from year to year. And the, the St. Francis kids have probably scouted you out because <laughs> what you guys played yeah. what two years ago? Yeah, I think down in Mount Pleasant. Yep. So. Um, is, is that just a, kind of a different dynamic that maybe people know you a little bit more because of that? Yeah, probably. I mean, like, we've been coming up here for a while. I made some friends, and St. Francis was definitely a great school. And initially, like, we knew we were moving up to Traverse City, but it was, like, what which school I was going to go to. Central was the closest, and we knew St. Francis is a great school. All, I mean, all the schools up here are great. So, like, St. Francis was also an option, but I just ended up, I mean, Central is just a bigger school. I don't know. I just had my eyes set on Central. Yeah, that was that was going to be my question was, you're, you're making the, the jump from D7 or, you know, way, way down there, all the way up to Division II. Um, I, I know we talk a lot about the difference in competition um, depending on where you're at or how or who you can play, but, um, you know, moving up into that bigger school and you're going to be playing all new opponents that you've never had time to scout, you've never had really as much as seen on the football field. Um, how much of a change do you think that's going to be, and is that something that you kind of wanted to put on yourself? Uh, that's definitely something I wanted to put on myself because, I mean, all my life I've gone to a smaller school. i played smaller, like, smaller schools. And I just want to, like, you know, go to a bigger school, use it as a challenge to myself, and to use it kind of as prep for, like, in, for the future whether it's college or whatever. And uh, pretty much during the off season, a lot of times I've been doing seven-on-seven seven down in, like, Detroit with uh, kids from, like, bigger schools just to, get, like, get that kind of atmosphere, just to get, like, faster game, you know, big, like, bigger schools and stuff. So that's definitely a help with, like, my preparation of, like, making this change. But I think, I think that uh, this change will help me for sure. So how how surprised was Ithaca or Coach Terry Hesbrook when you told him that you were leaving? Uh, he was definitely surprised. I mean, he was it was definitely like a sad day, just because like I've always just been there like during Ithaca football, like my brothers, and I've always like been obsessed with it, just obsessed with the sport, especially through Ithaca and the community. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a sad day. I mean. I was, I mean, I was ready to, like, carry out, like, carry the torch. I mean, my brothers went through, I had a lot of older friends and stuff that went through, like, my brother's friends, like, it's all Ithaca football, so I was just ready to, you know, ball out of Ithaca, but then all of a sudden there's, there's just a sudden change. Yeah, was was there ever a time where uh, you maybe looked at your parents and said, what, I can't stay, we can't stay for one more year just to finish out and be, do that senior year at Ithaca or... Or after a second, did you kind of just embrace the whole thing and say, hey, this is what it is? Yeah, pretty much, like, pretty much, like, the whole first part, first half of the summer, 
we would like talk about it every now and then just because we like went on vacation a couple times up here and we're just like so nice like there's good schools up here and stuff like that so we did talk about it a little bit and probably that whole time I was like yeah I kind of want to stay at Ithaca like I got a lot of friends I do have a girlfriend in Ithaca uh, so that whole time pretty much I was like yeah, I think I want to stay in Ithaca. Then all of a sudden, I was just like, uh, I mean, why not have a little change? Like, this could be a life lesson. This can help me in the future, like, be able to adapt to new things and stuff. So it could benefit me. So I just said, I mean, why not? Let's just move, I guess. It'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll I be mean, an experience. It sounds like your, your family was obviously pretty ingrained in the Ithaca community, you know, helping build a football yeah. stadium. And you, your family owns a golf course down there. Um, like you said, there's obviously a legacy just from your family uh, through the Ithaca program. How much does it mean to you now that you kind of have a clean slate, 100%, and you can you, you may only have one year, but you can kind of make your own legacy in a whole new whole new realm? Yeah, it does. There's definitely a legacy in Ithaca with my family, but it is kind of it is kind of nice to be able to have like a clean slate, you know, like have my own. I don't want to sound like selfish or anything, but like start my own legacy up in Trevor City, maybe. I mean. My brothers went through Ithaca, so everyone like in Ithaca was expecting me to be like my brothers, but now I can just be myself up in Traverse City with like no worries, clean slate, just go and have fun. And bo- both your brothers were all state quarterbacks. Yep. And then uh you know, last year you actually were back up before uh Brady Hesbrook gets hurt. And you a couple things you've said so far in this interview I think kinda speak to it, but you know, not the the expectations that you're glad to have the work that you want to put in but I think what kind of shows that you've already been doing some of that is you I mean at least by the numbers you were ready to go last year when you got your opportunity how hard was that being that ready being that prepared you know before you were the guy uh, getting under center every Friday yeah pretty much I mean I was playing receiver at the time but pretty much throughout the whole season I would just I mean, I would just practice like I'm a starter. Like, I like I wanted to be game ready. Like, I knew that something happened that I was willing to step in. Like, I had to put up numbers. I had to help my team in every possible way I could. So, pretty much throughout practice, workouts, everything, I just kind of was myself and uh, just kind of thought as like I'm st- I'm not I'm a starter, but I need to be starter ready just in case something happens. So, do you have a preference between? Wide receiver or quarterback? Oh, definitely quarterback. <laughs> definitely quarterback, yeah. Not but are you receiver. good enough at receiver that we need to think that Eric Sugars is probably planning some kind of, like, <laughs> halfback option pass to oh, the quarterback yeah. at some point? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> maybe maybe some trickery. I mean, yeah. I could, I could see that. That would be kind of cool. Now, now this is a question, just because we're going to know you here in the studio, but this is also so everybody else in the community can help to get to know you. Um, as, a, as a football player, what would you describe – uh, your your skill set as or what would you describe the what, what the attitude is that you bring to the field? Uh, pretty much my attitude is I only want to win. So uh, we don't like to say the L word in uh, our family <laughs> or anybody, but uh, I always want to win. I'm going to do everything I can to win, especially like helping out my teammates. Uh, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Like it doesn't even matter what it is. I just want to like be there for my teammates. Uh, help them out in the long run, like, get the win, you know, every time. Uh, 
my skill set, I'd say I'm a dual threat, but I'd say throwing would be my stronger suit just because of, like, my, like, frame and stuff. But, yeah, I'm definitely a dual threat. I'd say that. Well, can, I'm a little shifty. Okay, okay. <laughs> now. Uh, I, I mean, you, you obviously got to know some of the guys on your team now when you've talked to Coach Sugars, um, but, you know, we did mention, you know, Tobin Schwanicki. He was a dual threat up here. Have you had any type of contact with the previous quarterback about the offense or how anything's gone with that? Um, not with Tobin, but I have uh, talked to the quarterback before him. Reagan Cotton. Yeah, Reagan Cotton. I talked to him a little bit because he's been around the school during workouts and stuff. And uh, I've already had a little... Smack talk, I guess you could say. He's <laughs> already throwing out his uh, completion percentage and stuff. And I said, right. He had a pretty good one yeah. his senior year, yeah, that's for I sure. I said, all right, I'll take that challenge. I guess I'll have to beat your uh, percentage. So, yeah, we've been talking a little bit. And uh, he's, he's a good guy, definitely. I haven't talked to Tobin. I just know that I did know Tobin before, though, because we used to play AAU basketball against each other, and it was, like, super competitive just because mm. I know we're both – him and I are super competitive, so we just compete in AAU basketball every now and then. But that was when we were little, so things are different now. Yeah, so it, and then you're also you also play basketball and baseball. Yep. So in basketball, you play point guard, correct? Yep. Uh, which is what Tobin played yep. for TC Central. So exactly. he could take that spot too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in baseball, you said you play infield, center field. Yeah, and pitcher. And pitcher. Yep. Okay. Football's your game, though. Yeah, definitely. Football's definitely my game. Now, have you been a uh, three-sport athlete all throughout high school? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much my whole life, I've been a three-sport athlete. Have you ever taken Have you ever taken a season off? Uh, last year, I def- I did not play baseball because I had a lot of camps and workouts and stuff coming up, and I had a seven-on-seven league. It was like the uh, the Michigan team. We went like all around the country to like tournaments and stuff. So I just didn't really have time. I just wanted to focus on football in the spring. So I took okay. baseball off. So are you still trying to, or figuring out, you know, what the next step after high school is going to be? Do you, do you have, I guess, favorites or leaders in the clubhouse of uh, where you think you want to go after high school, or what what stage are you at there? I mean, I know some guys like to get it taken care of before their senior year. Yeah, um, I definitely have some favorites. I mean, the Ivy League is a great opportunity. My older brother Jake, he plays, uh, he plays quarterback at Harvard. So I've, like, been through all that, and uh, pretty much my favorites. The people I've talked to the most are Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, and the Ivy, and then I've talked to Michigan State, Boston College, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan. But I think my my realistic step would maybe be Ivy League. But uh, after high school, I think I might pursue, like, prep school okay. for, like, a postgraduate year which would be, like, perfect for me because I'm trying to fill out. And I, I was, like, a late bloomer, so I'm just trying to, like, go there, play against tough competition, get bigger, get smarter, like, just, like, college ready. So, like, if I don't have anything, like, going on my senior year, then I always got prep school. So, like, if I get any opportunities while I'm at prep school, then I'll take those opportunities. So what, what I, think you, I think Brett told me when, when James talked to you, you told him you're 6'3", 175. Yeah, but that was last year's. I'm more 6'4", like 185 now. Okay, so he's, he's still growing. He's yeah. still growing. Yeah, I agree okay. last year. <laughs> okay, so maybe he'll be 6'5 by the end of the season? Ooh, I, I don't know about that. No. <laughs> I think I'm starting to slow down a little bit, but that'd be nice. That'd That's all right. I mean, prototypical nice. quarterback, 6'4", anyway. He's, he's, you know, like he said, with the frame. That's what yeah. you're looking for. I got right? the height right now, but right, pretty much like the next couple of years, I'm going to be working on filling out, getting bigger. I mean, 185 is... 
not very big, so I'm, I want to get up to at least like two hundred. Like a good weight room for that. Yeah, they do. Their 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 weight conditioning programs awesome. I can already feel myself like getting strong, like physically fit. I mean, go in there. Based on the stadium, I would imagine Ithaca's weight room is pretty nice too. Yeah, it is but nice. I mean, what was your reaction when you saw Central's weight room? So pretty maybe, much, maybe they're yeah. similar. I don't know. No, I've never no. seen Ithaca's the, weight the, room. The, the, size, I mean, the size is the difference. Yeah, the it? central yeah. the central weight room is freaking amazing. Like <laughs> just everything they got going there. I mean, Ithaca had a lot of the machines they got, but central like everything is just like you just times that by like ten. Like all <laughs> like when I first got there, all the machines are like I didn't know how to work some of them just because they're so complicated. Like because we had like the basic ones back in Ithaca. He's like, I've actually never used this machine before. Yeah, what does yeah this I, was thing like, do? I was like, uh, so I need this lever or this button? I don't know. And then they have, like, uh, the iPads in there with, like... Oh, right, yeah, right. They make a profile and, like, record your, like, explosiveness and stuff. It's just, like, crazy because, like, some colleges don't even have that. Like, that's, like, college-level, like, uh, weight and conditioning. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I wish it was my home gym. <laughs> yeah. You've actually gone in there just to do that a couple times. <laughs> no, I've just stared longingly through the window. That's yeah. about that's <laughs> that's about it. Um, well, we've gotten to know a lot about you in terms of being an athlete on the field, but I mean, who who are you when you're not when you're not playing sports? We heard you you like the beach. I think before we started recording, uh, I said you golf a little bit. You're a pretty decent golfer, or at least you were in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want golf more. But. Uh, I mean, you you talked about maybe Ivy League, so I mean, what what kind of interest do you have off the field? Uh, off the field, well, back at Ithaca, if we want to start like academically, I did NHS, and I'm kind of like a science, kind of like tech science guy. So like earlier in my like in high school, I did science Olympiad, which is just like some science, like a club for science, pretty much. And you go to competitions, so like along that basis. I did that like academically. Then outside, outside of uh, like school and stuff, pretty much just, I mean, hanging around, like spending time with my family, like when my brothers are home, like spending time with them, doing fun stuff. Like there's a park next to our, uh, there's a park next to our house, so I like to go down there and, I mean, play volleyball or shoot hoops or something. Just. Just to have fun, you know. Well, life's got to change a little bit when you get to Traverse City. I'm sure there's going to be boats and wakeboards yeah. and, and snow skiing and all this stuff that's going to go into your arsenal now, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely going to spend a lot more time on the lake. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cornfields of Ithaca are a bit different than the bay yeah, in definitely. Traverse City. So. A lot different. So yeah. just enjoying the water? Do you like the fish or... Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of outdoors avenues up here. There's a lot. Yeah, I do like the, I do like the bike a little bit. Uh, there's a few trails out by my house, and uh, I know I like to go on, like, my dad likes to go on bike rides, so we go on bike rides sometimes, like, pretty far on, like, 20 miles or something, and uh, what's funny is because I'm the one that's dead at the end, and he's still going, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm supposed to be the athletic guy, you know, the fit guy in the high school, you know, the young kid, but, uh, so yeah, I like bike rides, I mean, I'll be on the lake, I like to swim. Uh, fishing, I'm not a big fishing guy, but, like, it is, it's pretty fun. Like, I'll, if someone wants to go fish, I'm like, okay, I'll go, but I'm not, like, really, like, fishing. You're not the one, yeah, lo- not you're not the one loading the tackle box uh, and being like, all right, yeah. we got we to gotta hit this spot. Yeah, I'm kind of just, <laughs> just tagging along and, like, casting a couple times, you know, just, like, messing around and stuff. So, 
And uh, I'm not really a big hunter or anything, so I don't really do much of that. So if you guys moved, like, two weeks ago or so, did you guys move, like, right in the middle of Cherry Festival? It was right after Cherry Festival. So we were up here for the 4th of July week, and then we pretty much went home. And we are like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And then we grabbed all of our stuff and went back up, like, two days after. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a really good week. Uh, let's do that all time. the time. Yeah, let's do that all the time. Yeah, let's make it permanent. <laughs> so you guys had, like, a vacation home here Yeah. previously. Okay. Yeah. But that's still funny because I guarantee that they're not the first family to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we mentioned your two brothers, and remind me their names again. Travis and Jake. And they're both in college? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, but we haven't uh, mentioned your sister. You said you have an 11-year-old sister. What's her name? Yeah, her name's Delaney. Okay. And uh, she, I'm, we have a lot of instances where siblings split up, but she's on the sort of central track now, too, where... It yeah. looks like she'll attend Central. Yeah, she probably will. She'll probably end up at Central. Right now, she's going to be out on the peninsula going to school just because I okay. don't really want to overwhelm her. I mean, I mean, the move was definitely big for her. She's got to make new friends now. Mm-hmm. and So, I, like, right now, I'm trying to help help out with that, make sure, like, everything goes smooth for her just because I know that she wanted to stay back at Ithaca with all her friends and stuff. But, I mean, I think she'll, she'll be fine. She's doing great right now, so... That's she got good. the Smith jeans, too, for athletes? Yeah, she's definitely an athlete. What's her best sport? Uh, basketball, maybe. Okay. So, I don't know. She's kind of in that period where, like, she's trying out every like all the sports, but I think basketball is probably her favorite. She's, she's good at softball, too, and then who knows, like, she plays volleyball or something else. I don't know. Now, we, we, we were talking about your older brothers, too. You said, obviously, you said Jake is a quarterback over at Harvard. Yeah. Um, Both going up in that college rank, I mean, he went and did this whole new thing, went to a new place, had to try and, you know, try and adjust like that. I mean, how much have you been talking to your older brothers, not only just about their quarterbacking experience, but about the, the way that these types of transitions go because they both experience that? Yeah, so definitely with Jay going to the Ivy League, I never really thought that when I was younger that I'd end up at, like, an Ivy League school just because I always thought, like, you got to be super-duper smart to go there. Like, But, I mean, Jake's super-duper smart, but, like, with the athletic, uh, with like the athletic offer that they have for kids, like you don't have to be insanely smart. You got to be smart, that's for sure. But I mean, it just opens up a lot of opportunities just to go to these like Ivy League schools and like make a career there, make uh, relationships and connections, and just come out there with like a degree. So what is he majoring in life. there? He's doing uh, political science. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> But they got to like the Science Olympiad on your resume, right? Yeah. Or what yeah. is that what it was called? Yeah, Science Olympiad. Uh, I actually wanted to go back to that a little bit. Because you said you do science stuff, but like, what what kind of things are you doing in those competitions? Because I have no idea what that is. Oh, jeez. I mean, when I did it, I was pretty much just like the guy that wanted to do the cool stuff. So like, <laughs> I would do like, so I was with one of my friends. He's like really into that kind of stuff. Like he's going to go and major in like, Science, like, I don't know, something in science, like, he's super smart, so him and I, we did, uh, we built a robot with, like, an arm, and you had to, like, remote control it, and, like, pick up stuff and put it down, and, I mean, we didn't place very well in that, but I thought a robot was pretty sweet, and then we also did, like, bottle rocket, and we did really good in that, I mean, I think we got, like, second in the states, and then there's, like... Making explosives? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> and then there's also, like, exams you can do so you like take these tests and whatever score you get like this is what you place but i didn't do any of those I did should, you name I, I did you name the robot yeah about i don't remember what it was probably something goofy <laughs> <laughs> we're in like 
eighth grade. Now, now there's going to be a lot of transition with athletics and academics, I think. I mean, do you plan on getting into any of those type of activities in your senior year at uh, Traverse City Central? Uh, I think once I get into the school year, like, and I know, like, everything that's going on, I will get into those activities. I think definitely, like, National Honor Society, I'll, I'll enjoy that. But I don't know, just with this transition, I'm, like, going to try to get into as, many, as, as much, like, as many clubs and stuff as I, like, can, but I'm not really sure, like, what I'm going to do yet until, like, the school year starts. You don't want to pile too much on yeah, before you really yeah, know I got what a you're lot going with. on right now. So we keep, we keep mentioning the word transition with everything that's going on, you know, on the family side, the athletic side, academics. I mean, what, what will a successful senior year look like for you? What, what, what does that mean? What would you envision? So I'd probably start with, I mean, just, like, the relationships up here in Traverse City. Like, I already have a lot of great friends right now, and just, like, just to adapt to the changes, like take on the challenge, adapt to the changes, and like just build a successful like uh, senior year at Central. Uh, if we're talking football, I definitely want to have a great season. I want to, you know, obviously the goal of state championship should be for everybody, but I just want a really, really good season. Uh, make uh, make friends for life. I mean, that's that's another another goal. Is I know I'm gonna make friends for life. I've already like looking to looking to make a lot, and uh, then when it comes to school, just getting good grades. I mean, taking AP classes and uh, doing well in class and stuff. That's pretty much it. Like, just anything along the lines of being successful, uh, successful at uh, Central. And have you been? You said you play basketball and baseball. Have you have you been in contact with Coach Shuba and McDonald? Yeah, I was not McDonald yet, but I've been in contact with Coach Shuba. I've been. Uh, I'm about to start going to some open gyms, just shoot around a little bit and meet uh, the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, know, I already know a few, some of the kids on the football team play, and then I played with uh, Henry Goldkill in uh, AAU mm-hmm. basketball, so I know him too, so nice. I'm, I'm ready to, yeah, so I, I already had a friend when I came up here. Yeah, I was talking to him the other day for a story I was doing on Tobin. Oh, yeah? And, uh, and I said, yeah, you got a new uh, teammate for basketball, and he's like, he was like, all excited about that. Yeah. I think that you guys are going to be pretty good next year yeah we had a pretty successful uh aau career together it's yeah. pretty fun and shuba seemed pretty excited too yeah he was definitely excited he fired me up too shuba's always excited yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, from what i've heard he, he sounds like he's a super excited guy yeah a lot fired up a lot yeah uh, so another question i have is so how are you handling the girlfriend in ithaca then <laughs> oh i mean we're good like the girlfriend in ithaca her name's Alyssa. um yeah, we're gonna stay together. I mean, it's just, it's a high school relationship, but I mean, we know we know how to deal with it. She knows that like I should have done this, like it was the right move. So she's like like all supportive. Like she can come up and visit. I'm, I can go back down and visit. So it's all good. So she got a good nice vacation spot to go yeah. check yeah. out. Yeah. No, it's never it's never the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> now uh, I, I did want to uh, bring up just because we we have talked about sugars and we we really touched on a little bit on Coach Hesbrook. Um. I, I was down in Lansing. I was at a cover. I know Coach Hesburgh is was pretty a pretty hard nosed, stubborn guy. Always was trying to pull the best out of um, out of his teams. 
Um, what did you take from his coaching style, and is there anything that you're going to bring from what you learned from him in particular up into Traverse City? Because I mean, if you do end up getting that starting quarterback job, if you when you win that, if you win that competition, I mean, you're going to be looked at as a leader, even though you're a new guy. What, what, did you, what type of leadership qualities do you bring up um, from what you already know? Um, learning back from Ithaca and Coach Hesburgh, I'd say the number one thing is just to, uh, I mean, don't take like any crap from nobody. Like, I think coming up, I was more of a shy kid. Like, I'd take, I'd take that in. But, like, now that I know that I can, like, back myself up, I'd say that's a, a big thing I learned from Coach Hesbrook and back in Ithaca because he's super competitive and I'm super competitive. So pretty much learning that from him was, like, boom. Like, I'm, I'm not going to take any care from anybody anymore. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, like, uh, I'm going to be classy about it. But I'm I'm gonna get my work done and disprove uh, people. Classy but ruthless. Yeah, classy, classy but, ruthless. but ruthless. All right, time for the freaky fast five. Before we let Peyton get out of here, um, freaky fast five. It's real. It's simple, easy questions, kind of rapid fire, um, and uh, we'll just move uh, from one to the next real quick. And uh, that's a nod to our sponsors at Jimmy John's. So number one, just. Favorite football player or who maybe you model your game after? Peyton Manning. I was going to ask that question in the middle of the damn interview because his name was Peyton. Yeah, I was, I named, I was named after him. and uh, Okay. Pretty much when I was growing up was when he was going through his career. So, like, I just looked up to him. And I knew that he was one of the greatest to ever go through the NFL. So I kind of just modeled my game after him. I mean, just, yeah. But not quite a dual threat if you're painting. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely no not. he's the definition of a statue. <laughs> uh, movies or video games? Uh, movies. Ooh, I got a lot of favorites. I think I think I got too many video games. Um, definitely. So you like both? Yeah. Okay, but if you had to pick one over the other, or is that too video, hard? I'd say video games. Okay. I so think I have more fun playing video games. Than what's I your game of choice? At least currently. I mean, currently it would be Fortnite, but I think all around I'd probably Call of Duty. Okay. A lot of Madden, too, of course. <laughs> all right, you've got one rep to hit a new PR. What song are you putting on in the headphones to get it done? Ooh. The song I'm putting on. The hype of the hype. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what would be hype. What would hype me up right now? X gonna give it to you. Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a big rap guy, but I think it'd be some rock. I mean, every time I hear rock in the weight room, it just pumps me up. So maybe like, I think it's like Animal I Have Become or something like that. Okay. Well, Three Days Grace. Yeah, Three Days Grace. Yeah. yeah. Pancakes or waffles? Ooh, that's a tough one. It's kind of just whatever I'm feeling, but. I don't know, like pancakes. I feel like they're more sugary. So if I'm really feeling like I want like something nice and sweet, I take the pancake. The waffles are, like, I like just putting them in the toaster and just cooking them up real quick. Like I'd say I'd say waffles, probably. Yeah. Okay. That's normally a polarizing issue. It is. Yeah. I'm a waffle guy myself. But I know you. It all depends. It all depends on what like kind, like what brand it is and stuff. Or like you said that on this podcast. At the restaurant, before. they're better at making the others. So. And James is the last one. I don't know where he's going with this. Oh. He's Okay, so outside of sports and, like, your friends and stuff like that, what's something from Ithaca that you wish you could bring to Traverse City and your girlfriend? <laughs> um, or something that you're, like, really going to miss about Ithaca that you I'm going to miss here? the golf course. 
I mean, it was, I didn't golf as much as I should have, but like, I think like right before we left, I started golfing like a lot, like I wanted to join the league and stuff. Just growing up on that though, like leaving the golf course was like kind of emotional because like, like I knew everyone that always went golf there. Like I was just a part of the golf course and just like the fact that I wanted to play like a lot of golf, like right before we left, it's part of that. So I wish we could bring the golf course. And just like it, not any golf course, just North Shore golf course, just because yeah, it's so that one like particular. yeah, so significant. Like I know I like the back of my hand, and it's just yeah. There are some nice ones up here, so we can. Yeah, we'll, there are. We'll, we'll do nice our best here. to yeah. substitute for you up in Traverse City. <laughs> we'll do our best to give you all the best golf courses we can find. Oh, you can definitely substitute. Yeah, right. For sure. All right, well, Peyton, thank you so much for joining this episode of the Get Around. We appreciate you coming in, and wish you best of luck in your senior year at Traverse City Central. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Another big thank you to Traverse City Central's Peyton Smith for joining episode 87 of the Get Around. That conversation brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. And with that, because this episode is long, and we know our Audible viewers have fantastic, fantastic things to do in Traverse City summertime. You're right. They missed us. Who are they kidding? They're, they're going to keep listening. They, they just want more. They've got us playing on the boat in the bay right now. I mean. Crack another Bud Light and turn on episode 86 because I don't know when 88 is going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're just going to wrap up the show with a trifecta real quick. And we're basically going to just. Because I know everybody wants to know what you know. What have we been doing for a month? Yeah. Jake's probably got the most interesting stories. Yeah, yeah, probably. But uh, quickly, like twenty seconds. I'm for not, each I, won't, of us. I won't. I won't go into what detail. is what is the highlight of your summer since our last episode? The last episode was before I left, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, just quick, I had twenty twenty five of my friends all camp with me at Electric Forest. I had so many people come together, and it was just, it was honestly such a good time. Like, friends from the time I was two years old, friends from when I was in grade school, friends from when I was in high school, friends from when I was in college, friends from up here, all came together, and it was just, it was honestly a, an amazing time. You remember it? Uh, yeah, I remember every piece of that. Straight <laughs> up. I would never forget that. That's, those are moments I will never forget, ever. That, I was, I, I was beyond happy at moments. I cried my eyes out a few times because I was literally just so happy to have that many people there with me. That's moving. Yeah. I, uh, I've I cried about it since. So, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, I guess the, the trip that some of us took to Cedar Point, um, you know, the Tigers game that we do on Saturday, we make a weekend trip of it is always uh, uh, fun, but the, it's Sunday, roller coaster riding day. That's always the best. And, uh, my wife had never been there before, and we were able to get some family to come up and watch the kids. So she got to go, and uh, Harrison Beebe, from 7 and 4, he's the one who kind of spearheads the trip and gets everything going. Brendan Queeley, the pod father, he was on the trip, and uh, a couple other friends of ours. And uh, it was just a really, really good time, and uh, Steel Vengeance is really fun. Okay. James? You, you haven't quite got your break yet. 
if yeah, I'm not my mistaken. Yeah, my two weeks are coming up. Yeah, so, so what are you what most I'm... excited for? Well, he could have had a highlight even if he didn't go on vacation. He's been Jake. in his office with us gone for the last month. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of solo shifts. A lot of working on these feature stories to get done before, so that I can go on vacation. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to two weeks of being in a place where I don't get any cell phone reception. I'm pretty sure. I actually, now that we can all say that, I've, the funny part about it is when we go off work, we go dark. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing. But James usually is still kind of working when he's on vacation. Oh, yeah. He's just going to text us things and bring but stuff But now out. we won't be able to unless when he I, drives into town. When I go into town, I, which is usually at least every other day. I I'm going to start a new – I'm just – me and Brett are just going to chat. We're not going to put you in the group chat at all. We're just going to – we're going to leave you just blank slate. You'll have no idea. Um, Sweet. How it all goes. <laughs> hey, you gave us that respect. We can give you the same. Well, not really. My stuff got blown up, but I had 27 days off work, so I can't expect you guys to put me in the dark for that long. Uh, you didn't look at half of it anyway. It's, yeah, a wonder, it's a wonder you remembered how to get back to your desk. Yeah. And my desk was missing me, actually. <laughs> Seriously. I bet that TV wasn't on the whole time I was gone. It wasn't on a lot. I need to get a workout. Yeah, because nobody wants to watch the Tigers. Literally, I don't turn it on anymore either. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh... Well, that wraps up episode 87 <laughs> of the Get Around Podcast. We were glad to be back. We hope you're glad that we're back and that you're glad to be back listening to the Get Around. It was fun, and uh, we promise we won't be gone as long as the last time, and we will be back again uh, for episode 88. Thanks, and have a good one. <laughs>